the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI welcomes you to Coach's Corner, Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show. Live from Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville, here's your host, Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. Good evening and welcome to Coach's Corner. Ron Raver with you here this evening from Ison's Family Pizza and you're glad you're with us here this evening, we got a great show lined up for you. Uh, waiting on Coach Ulrey to get here so we can uh, start with him. Uh, hopefully, he'll be here in a couple of minutes. Otherwise, we got some other guests that we can uh, go to. Uh, big weekend in uh, local sports. Uh, almost everybody was in action. I uh, know a great uh, weekend for the boys cross country team at the uh, Ben Davis Invitational. They finished one point out of second place and had uh, four boys I think under 17 minutes which is uh, quite an accomplishment this early in the season for the Batesville uh, boys cross country team. I know the uh, volleyball team won the Ripley County and the girls golf team finished third in the EIAC and uh, Emma Weiler was the uh, MVP and medalist uh, shooting I believe a 76 on the uh, Batesville course, so that's uh, quite an accomplish. Uh, Coach Ollery is here with us uh, now, and we'll get started with uh, that interview. Coach, uh, for uh, 24 minutes and uh, in the first half, the Batesville Bulldogs uh, dominated the scoreboard against Rushville, and then came the third quarter. Yeah, that was a, a nightmare. Uh, it was like Friday the 13th, as it was, right? Like right. Where, you know, you play really, really well for, um, and I should say, we played we played good enough to be where we were at, um, and uh, we just got done with the film and um, watching kind of us and, and, and realizing a lot of the things that we did well and some of the things we didn't execute as well and continue to execute and take advantage of, and some of that being youth and inexperience in certain spots and some of that just being lack of focus, right? And um, we, we, we had some some big plays and some good things rolling at times and then uh and then the third quarter came and we were trying to just keep their focus to tell them fellas we've got to clean this stuff up and we've got to take advantage of these things and uh you know when you let a team kind of hang around and they made a couple big plays in the passing game um and then they rattle off the big 60 yard plus run to end the third quarter and you you look up the scoreboard and it's 20 to 19. And you feel like you've controlled and dominated the game, and then, um, and then it's like it just we just felt like we were just kind of spinning. And, you know, tires are just spinning in mud, and you're just not getting anywhere. And then we finally uh, get the ball. Our defense comes up with a huge stop in the red zone, and we were able to drive 80 some, you know, about 87 yards there to to end the game in a minute 44, no timeouts, which was pretty impressive, and. Um, somehow some way come out of there with a win so um proud of the references i told him to to find a way to get a win and um but not the way you draw it up coach uh i know that uh people that went there were obvious uh, very early that austin pullman was not uh, playing for the uh, batesville bulldogs understand he got injured uh, during the week and uh you had to improvise in a, a very short period of time we did um and like i said it goes back to um you know we austin you know it kind of was one of those things kind of lingering a little bit um and he, he kind of gutted it out there for a day and, and he's a very quiet kid and to himself uh he's a leader um, but he's tough right and uh when when he, Austin comes to you and says, "Hey, I, I may need to speak to the trainer," you're like, "Oh boy," <laughs> because like it's just not in his DNA, right? And uh, so Wednesday came and uh, he kind of went through some reps and drills and things in his practice. When it was kind of like he's just it's just not the same Austin, and we need to kind of just set him off to the side. And he got evaluated Thursday, and we'll kind of find out more as the time goes. Um, and then you're kind of thrown into like Wednesday night. You know, here we are. Um, and you're like, oh, we we've got to make it. We I, I got to make a decision, and, and and that's where Jake Cruz, who's typically our slot receiver, 
we say, hey, you know, Jake, you're, you're going to have to take the reps at tail. We'll keep, still keep Jeremiah Lomo as our number two guy. You know, Jeremiah just can't simply carry the ball 25 times and play our mic. That's just you're that's just asking too much out of a kid. Now, Jeremiah would do it if <laughs> if he had to, but I think to give us the best opportunity, we felt let's put let's put Jake Cruz out there. Brady Hornberger, another sophomore, stepped in and filled a wide receiver uh, void for us then on Friday, um, and. I thought Jake played good considering the circumstances. I mean, he racked off the 63-yard touchdown run. He ran for about 130 yards. He had a big reception on that last drive. You know, you're talking, you know, he had 150 all-purpose yards. He played a very good game for us. Um, there were just some things, and we pointed out when we were watching the film today, uh, you know, because we don't know. You know, Austin may be back this week, or it may be four weeks, or we, we don't know. We, I don't. You, you, you know about as much as I do right now, right? <laughs> and so, we, you know, we're kind of with the thought right now. We're moving forward with with with, with Jake Cruz, and uh, there's just some things there that vision-wise, Jake will will need to just get a lot more reps. And when he gets those reps, those things will come. You know, and uh, but yeah, we were. He's, he was kind of thrown to the fire, but I thought Jake responded well um, and, and ran the ball hard. And and um, again, you know, we'll just he'll get he'll continue to get better and and um, and we'll move forward. Like I said, I mean, that's just it's kind of that next man up thing, you know, because East Central they don't feel sorry for us. Um, so you just you you just gotta play with what you have and and and, and uh, do the best you can. Coach, uh, who else would you like to point out that uh, played well for the Bulldogs? I know that uh, your quarterback uh, came up with some big plays in that last drive, and I know you talked about him after the game, and uh, his poise in that last drive was uh, very, very good. Yeah, it was good to see. You know, sometimes, like I said, you know, those things, you know, you get up 19 nothing. You get down 20 to 19. You deal with a little of adversity. You get an opportunity with a you know under two minutes to go to go 87 yards, um, and to see a sophomore quarterback kind of orchestrate that uh, was good. Uh, it it was as he it, I'm sure if he was here he's like well coach we were just in the film and it seemed like we didn't do very good but because there were some things that we we as a team didn't orchestrate very well but um, we're fortunate you know we did we did some other things very well to to help put us in the position to win the game right um so i thought you know travis you know made some good reads and, and he uh had some good elusiveness a couple different times getting outside the pocket you know the big touchdown pass earlier in the game to charlie dice he escapes a pocket you know rolls right and throws a dime you know um that's not something you typically see from a sophomore quarterback um and then Obviously, he had another the big uh, touchdown throw to Charlie Dice down the down the uh, to end the game. So, you know, I thought Charlie Charlie played a lot better for us on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, obviously had a couple of touchdown grabs and uh, blocked better. Um, he played better on the defensive line. There was a few times he just kind of um, held his ground, condensed gaps, as we would say, um, get off blocks and made some plays right at the line of scrimmage. So I thought Charlie probably played one of his better games of the season. So hopefully he can just kind of continue to elevate that because Charlie's a player and he needs to he needs to be a player for us, for us to get to where we want to be. Um, so I thought he played well. I thought Chase Hamilton, you know, played a lot better at, at linebacker uh, this week for us. And, uh, you know, he's just, again, he doesn't look like a sophomore, but he's still a sophomore, you know. And uh, you know, he, he's getting he's getting better each week. Um, reminds me a lot of Adam Badel when Adam was a sophomore. Sometimes a little out of control, and but he's a smart, you know, he's a fairly smart kid, and uh, he'll 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 get there. Um, so I thought he played well. I thought Will Mirror and and Brady Hornberger, two sophomores, kind of got thrown in the fire. Um, you know, with Ben Shevler, who's our starting starting outside our starting strong side linebacker he was out as well so that was another guy that some people may have forgot um you see you get two of your big juniors you know your you know linebacker and uh uh, and then austin who also plays outside linebacker and running back for us both those guys were out so will mir and brady hornberger both had to step in so i thought they played well luke wilson um you know he gave up a couple plays in the passing game but again another sophomore who stepped in and and um broke on a couple balls early in the game he got a little greedy on the first touchdown by rushville he uh, tried to go underneath 
and try to pick it off and was about a fraction of a second late and the guy catches it and then spins up the field for a touchdown but again it's you know you don't fault the effort um so I, again those are a few sophomores there that i thought um continue to play well i thought our offensive line um, played a pretty good game carson mackey on center i thought he played his best game um, of the season there's a few times just seeing him you know pancake guys and move the and move the line and that's what you need to see and ryan thayer stepped in at right tackle connor batcher missed most of the week at practice due to a hand injury i mean we were dropping like flies last week in practice and uh so connor played some but ryan thayer jumped in at right tackle and i thought he uh I thought he did a pretty good job for us as well. So, you know, again, it was a lot of some guys mentioning that I think knew come Wednesday that they were going to have to fill a void or in some cases Thursday, you know, these guys aren't going to be able to play and um, you guys are going to need to come in and and, and step up. And and I thought for the most part they did that. Coach, you got East Central this week and uh, they demolished Franklin County last week, but uh, there's – one thing about that, I think Franklin County had either seven or eight starters out uh, from injuries that they had suffered, and one of them was their tailback who scored six touchdowns the week before, so they were a little short-handed. Yeah, I mean, Franklin County is a good football team, and, um, you know, East Central is just really good. I, I mean, I, I don't – as I tell the guys that as we had our meeting today, let's take the elephant out of the room. Uh, East Central is really good. <laughs> by the way and uh, they'll probably be the best team that we see all season um, and we're going to have to play really well to put ourselves in a position you know to I guess you would say shock the world and uh, but yeah I, I think um, it just it's nothing that you can't prepare for it's nothing that you can't uh, comprehend I mean they're they're going to they're going to run their power game and run at you, and then they're going to try to spread spread you out, and, and and they can throw it a little bit and run their play action stuff, and they're, you know, and they'll power and then counter it back, and and they'll just that's that's who they are, that's what they do, and uh, the the simple question is is can you line up for four quarters and uh, withstand it, and it's basically a a back backstreet brawl. I mean, and. Uh, they are like an army. They got it. They just keep coming. You know, we were watching their defense, and it seemed like there's a couple faces that were the same from series to series. We're like, they've got like seven or eight new guys in. You know, so it's like they got them in waves. And uh, I mean, like I said, they they got a good program, and uh, they're doing a really good job over there. So yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, we got. It's a tall task. Um, but as I told the fellas, you know, uh, and really, it's been kind of the same message all 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 year for us is that can't get too focused on really who we're playing we just got to focus on us right now and and uh, get better and 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 just continue to say hey you know this is the best best team you know best game best four quarters that we've played so far and that we got better this week and if you continue that trend you put yourself in a better position come october uh when the when, when sectionals are here they changed coaches but they didn't change uh much of the system because uh he's been with the program for quite a few years as an assistant coach yeah i mean he's an ec guy so it's it's old school ec i mean you watch the harrison game it i'm sure as many would say and they were saying i remember i watched it uh you know on uh, i think it was sei local or whatever and um so they were referring to it as the old ec style football so uh just smash mouth right at you pro you know pro power and just right down your throat and uh yeah, so I, I mean, they're going to come at us. Obviously, um, they've got some guys up front that are big, and we're going to have to just simply try to use our speed and use technique and leverage and um, hold our ground, let our linebackers hopefully run a little free and get to places and make make plays and make tackles and um, try to keep them in front of us. And um, when they do go play action and they go in the passing game, again, you know, play in space, offensively find a way to, to grind out some series. I mean, because quite frankly, people are struggling to score on them. I mean, you're looking at, I think, uh, Lawrenceburg maybe scored 12. Yeah, and that was early in the ball game in the first game of the year. Yeah. So, And then after that, I think they've given up maybe a touchdown. I mean, they had they had the shutout against Oak Hills, and then uh, last week, and then I think they gave up the touchdown to Harrison late in the fourth, um, midway through the fourth quarter. 
Uh, and Harrison's a very good football team, and you know they got a big quarterback, and so they they were able to kind of keep them in check. They fly around; they're very good defensively, and uh, you know, like it's a tall task. Um, but we can't get sometimes you just can't get too caught up into them, and you just got to really focus on us and and just play play four good quarters of football. Be proud of that, and and um, and just you know. Say, like I said, say that we're a better football team, you know, after week five than what we were after week four. Coach, the reserves won again last week. Uh, from the score, it looked like a grinded out football game. Yeah, uh, Bryson Benelli threw three more touchdown passes. And, uh, you know, I know I mentioned his name earlier. Brady Hornberger had played in the JV game on Monday and, and uh, scored a couple touchdowns, had an interception. So he played a really good game. Um, you know, I had messaged him that night. I said, hey, Brady, I'm going to have you dress with the, and practice with the varsity because we split our varsity and JV up a little bit too. So we, we'll go uh, – we'll have our defensive staff work with our varsity uh, one day and our offensive staff will work with the JV a day and then we kind of cross it. And we got some guys that kind of are crossover kids. So we kind of set our practice up a little differently than probably most schools like our size. And it really allows us to get that hands-on coaching. Well, with that being said is Brady's typically a JV guy. So, you know, you got to make that <laughs> make that message, you know, hey, be prepared, practice with varsity tomorrow, you know, and, uh, and, and Brady was excited for it. He took the opportunity, uh, practiced really well on Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, we did not anticipate him playing nearly as much as he did um, because at that point I didn't know about Austin Pullman. And so uh, – and then Jake Cruz having to slide him out of the slot into the uh, the running back kind of was a domino effect. So, you know, Brady played really well. Like I said, Bryson Benelli threw three more touchdowns. Will Mir um, actually played in the JV game. Um, as well, and he had a rushing touchdown, two-point conversion, played really well defensively. Uh, with Ben Shebler going down Tuesday in practice, um, Will Mir had to fill right in. So here's you got two key JV guys. All of a sudden, they played Monday. They turn right back around on a Friday and uh, play a quite a bit. So, um, but yeah, I think the JVs played really well. We got a, they're at Rushville this evening, so hopefully a really good chance for them to go four and zero and you know leading into to east central next week so i've been really proud and you know what's really cool about it is um it's a jv team and uh, you know there's a lot of sophomores on there but we're playing a lot of sophomores it, and we got a lot of our freshmen it's basically uh you know freshmen sprinkled in with a few sophomores and a, and a couple juniors um and 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 a lot of those guys you got a freshman quarterback and you got four of the five starters on the offensive line are freshmen and two of the three starters at defensive line are freshmen um it's really promising to see that you got a jv jv unit a freshman unit playing a, you know playing a lot of key minutes on the on the jv schedule and they're and they're having a lot of success which is really good Coach, another home game this uh, Friday night. Uh, hopefully the weather will cooperate and there won't be delays like there were last week. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, people are still uh, trying to find the lightning, uh, but uh, there was thunder, so there must have been lightning somewhere. Yeah, that's what they say. So we, you know, Mr. Helvey's, you know, uh, all you know, all about that safety. And, 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 and I told him, I said, you know, you – I said I, I don't want I don't envy you for your job to have to be that guy to tell everybody as the skies are sunny that uh, hey well we got to go in because we're here in Thunder which you know and and that is what it is so it was a little kind of like we came out went back in came back out went back in and you know like I said uh, you know I was pleased though for our guys to to do that and then come out and you know put up 19 points in the first half after that but um, it seemed like there was a really long delay at halftime because our third quarter was really really bad so um, maybe we do better on those things but usually uh we you know high school kids sometimes you worry but but yeah hopefully good weather you know obviously it's probably gonna be a big crowd with east central coming into town so hopefully you can fill the stands and um you know put together a good show and and uh just get better as we get into week five coach anything else before we let you go uh we just get the turnover hunger it's close to fifteen hundred dollars uh, now that we've raised uh, i just saw that we got 12 turnovers with us and oldenburg combined and um so it's i think i said just shy of fifteen hundred dollars so we're about already halfway uh to where we were last year so it looks like third year it's continuing to grow which is just awesome to see 
And we didn't mention, or I forgot to mention, that's how the football game ended on on a turnover. So that was good as yeah, well. Yeah, it was good. Very good. So Travis threw the TD, and then he picked off there to end the games to seal the deal. So, yep. We'll see you next week. All right, thanks. We'll be back after these words from our sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 your FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. Cecil Eisen here from the award-winning Eisen's Family Pizza with big news. The Chicken Bruschetta Supreme Pizza is back in Batesville. Yeah, you heard that right. Our delicious pizza that Eisen's Family Pizza makes with white garlic sauce, fresh local basil, seasoned chicken, and tomatoes is back for a limited time only. And don't forget about our Top This Frozen Yogurt. We have soft serve and pre-cupped options. Eisen's Family Pizza. 812-933-0333 on the phone, licensefamilypizza.com on the web or downtown Batesville. Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick in Greensburg, the dealership where you can get it all, the service you deserve, and above all, courtesy, honesty, and the lowest prices possible. Stop in today at Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick at 950 North Michigan. See for yourself their large selection of Chevrolet Buick inventory and meet the friendly, knowledgeable, and professional sales and service staff. You'll leave knowing you have gotten the best deal in town. Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick in Greensburg. Visit them at Tom You know, when you step outside and it feels absolutely perfect, the air is not too warm, not too cool, just perfection. Now imagine if you can have that same feeling inside your home at a price that feels even better. Well, you can, thanks to the folks at Hurt and Elko. This is Scott Lamping. Call us now at 812-934-4646 and get the best Lennox home comfort systems at a price you'll love. That's Hurt and Elko online at hurt-elko.com. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. Joining us now is Troy Davis, Greensburg Cross Country Coach. And uh, Coach, how are the Pirates doing so far? Uh, we've had a real good season so far, Ron. Uh, we had a, a very good meet on Saturday. We were at Brown County with about 70 other schools, uh, and we had a real nice uh, performance as a lot of kids. Uh, Brenner Hannah, our number one girl, was able to race in the elite race. Uh, she ran a uh, season best time of uh, 18.39 uh, and finished seventh in a really strong field. So always excited about that. Uh, the guys uh, finished fourth out of over 20 schools in what they call the big school or double-A division. So we lost to Warren Central, Lawrence North, and New Albany. Uh, but uh, most of those schools have more boys in their graduating class than we have in our school. Uh, so we, we were really happy with that. Uh, we had uh, five guys break 18 minutes in five, for 5K, uh, which was a, a big step forward for us. And I think more importantly in Yori like this is we finished within 12 seconds. Our top five boys finished uh, really, really tight. Uh, and then the girls, uh, we had two top 10 finishers. Uh, Emily Mangles and Liz Pavey uh, were top 10 finishers in the AA race for the ladies, and we finished sixth overall there. Coach, uh, the uh, you mentioned the uh the pack grouping, and I know that uh, anybody that's uh, involved with cross country knows that that's how you win races. It's always good to have that person out in front and get that low number, but you got to pack those kids in behind. Yeah, exactly. That's what we've stressed, especially the boys all year. Uh, we have uh, six guys. Uh, our our six run was a little bit behind the pack. We still had, I think, six guys finished within about 45 seconds, and uh, that's how we run every day at practice. Uh, we were running today, and you could almost throw a hula hoop over our top top five guys. They were running that close, and uh, it's been really fun to, to watch those uh, guys push each other and uh, get better almost every day. Who do you have coming up in the next couple of weeks? Uh, we actually have our county meet on Thursday, so we'll be running north and south Decatur. Uh, we host that, and that'll be starting at 5. Uh, and then Saturday, we go to South Dearborn for their invitational. Uh, and that's a preview of our conference course and the sectional course. And then uh, the conference meet will be one week from, uh, one week from Saturday uh, back down at South Dearborn. Talk about uh, how many runners you have on the girls' squad and the boys' squad and who your top runners are. Sure. Uh, We actually have, uh, on the girls' side, we have 14 runners. Uh, On the guys' side, we have 16. So we've got 30 total kids in the program at the high school. Excited about that. Uh, On the ladies' side, uh, Brenner Hannah is our number one. Uh, She's been our number one runner the last three years. uh, really strong runner for us. Uh, and then the top five after that, uh, Emily Mangles and Liz Pavey. I've traded off at the 2-3 spot. Uh, and then right now, our uh, next couple runners will be, in no particular order, Olivia Colson, 
Emma Wilmer and Sophie uh, Nobby. Uh, those three uh, do a nice job of competing and mixing up each race. Uh, and then right now, our we have a young lady, Molly Pumphrey, who's out right now with some injuries. So we're hoping to get her back for conference, uh, and that hopefully will make a nice big difference for us. Uh, on the guys' side, uh, our pack, uh, I'll just start with our senior. Uh, it's Hunter Butts. He's our lone senior up there. And then we have uh, four sophomores and, and a freshman. So it's uh, Jonathan Rolston, Andrew Johnson, Sawyer Sanders, or, and Cole Stevens are sophomores. And then Nate Murray is a freshman that's running real well, well for us right now. Coach, I think uh, the first meet uh, uh, for you guys against uh, Batesville, I don't think Hunter Butts ran that night, did he? No, he did. He did. He, okay. Uh, they, Batesville put it on us. We, we, we took one on the chin there. Coach Gausman had her kids ready, and uh, uh, they, 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 got a, they had a nice meet for us. So we'll, uh, we'll, we're going to see how much we've improved. We haven't actually seen them since, uh, since that first race, and we'll see uh, how we stack up in conference here in a couple weeks. So uh, looking forward to that, that challenge. And I think that probably we talked about the EIAC. Uh, who is it that uh, you see yourself up against there? Uh, I think I think everybody in the conference would, would tell you Batesville is going to be the prohibitive favorite. Uh, Lisa's got her kids running really well right now. Uh, we're just we're looking to close the gap. Uh, so I know. I know the, I saw the boys' results over the weekend. They ran really strong at Ben Davis. Uh, they've got a nice pack also. Uh, ours is unfortunately a little bit behind theirs, but we're going we're gonna to continue to work and try to see if we can close the gap and uh, see what happens here with conference and section uh, in the end of the season. And uh, as, as far as the individuals are concerned, I'm sure that uh, your, your number one girls runner is probably the conference uh, favorite. I don't think she's lost a conference uh, for quite a few years, has she? Uh, no, uh, Brenner's got a great opportunity in front of her. She's a uh, two-time defending conference champ, uh, and uh, I'm sure with you know the history of the conference. We, conferences have never, never actually had a four-time four-time champion. I haven't mentioned that to her yet. I'm just going to wait. <laughs> we, we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but uh, that's something uh, I'd like to like to take a look at. And after after this season, we can look down the road a little bit and see. But yeah, Brenner uh, Brenner's had a real strong career, and we look for her to continue that as we uh, as we move through 2019. I think right now probably the number one competitor for her is probably the girl from uh, Franklin County uh, because Batesville's number one runner I think is out with an injury right now as well. So I would say the uh, girl from Franklin County is probably your number one competition. Yeah, right now. Uh, but I know I know Batesville has they had a freshman run like 19:30 on Saturday. Uh, so every every race is every race you got to be ready. Uh, so and Brenner knows that. Uh, so we've uh, we've talked about that a little bit. Uh, we're we're trying to we're looking forward to getting down and seeing South Dearborn has a new course. Uh, so Coach Benny will have that ready for us, and we're looking forward to previewing that this Saturday, and then we'll have a, a better idea what what's to come with uh, conference and sectional back there. Uh, so we get to go there three out of the next four weekends. We'll be down in uh, Aurora at South Dearborn. So we'll, we'll have a have our uh, have a have a good understanding of that here coming up by the end of the season. Coach, who's helping you with cross country this year? Uh, we actually have three assistants. Or I have three assistants. Uh, Con uh, Connie Million uh, is is does a great job for us. Uh, and then I have two former athletes, uh, Michael Back and uh, Colin Evans. Uh, they both uh, Colin actually works at Honda, so he gets off just in time to jump in his car and come to practice. And then Michael is working at the high school and going to school full time, so he's not there all a lot. But uh, it's great to have those folks. Uh, and then if I get a chance, I was also going to mention the junior high program, uh, Katina. Katina Takovi does, does a great job uh, with those kids. They've got between 30 and 40 uh, runners in the, in the junior high program, which is the key to our success. Uh, and then she has a couple helpers, uh, Matt Slavin and Dale Galk. So I just want to wish them the best. They go to they go to Fishers, Indiana tomorrow. They get to go uh, get out school early and head, head north and get to go see some good competition tomorrow afternoon. Good luck getting through Indianapolis right now. Yeah, that's why they're leaving. That is why they're leaving a little early. They, they, yeah, I, hope, I just hope they can get to the starting line on time, and they hopefully they wait on them because it's a, that's that's a treacherous and a treacherous drive these days. Yeah, we went to a wedding up there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, 465 was open on the way to the wedding. On the way back, it was closed. So you never know from R to R up there. Yeah, keep, you can... keep your GPS ready and uh, be ready to take a due tour. I, I understand that completely. Coach, anything else before we let you go? No, I just want to say thank you again for allowing me the time, and uh, best of luck here as you interview the rest co coaches the rest of the season. And uh, best of luck to you. I know you, you do a great job at Greensburg and a great history of cross-country at Greensburg, and you're keeping it going. We're trying. I just uh, Ed Dower's having an outpatient surgery. If you know Coach Dower, he's having an outpatient surgery uh, here later this week, and I just want to wish him the best with a happy and full recovery. So and thank you, you very much. Yeah, I wish him the best as well. Ed and I go back a long, long, long time. 
we we will see you later in the year, probably one of the meets. Yes, thank you very much. Appreciate it, Ron. We will be back after these words from our sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 your FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. Cecil Eisen here from the award-winning Eisen's Family Pizza with big news. The Chicken Bruschetta Supreme Pizza is back in Batesville. Yeah, you heard that right. Our delicious pizza that Eisen's Family Pizza makes with white garlic sauce, fresh local basil, seasoned chicken, and tomatoes is back for a limited time only. Don't forget about our top this frozen yogurt. We have soft serve and pre-cupped options. Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333 on the phone. IsonsFamilyPizza.com on the web or downtown Batesville. Football gives a two-minute warning when time is expiring. At ETC, we'll give you until the end of the month. Bundle services with ETC before the end of September and receive a $100 bill credit. Most bundles with internet qualify, but you only have until the end of the month to score. Call 866-ETC-4YOU or visit etczone.com to learn more. Starter bundle excluded, paperless billing required, residential customers only, other terms and conditions apply. George's Pharmacy, fast, friendly service and free delivery. George's Pharmacy, locally owned for the community. George's Pharmacy has a full line of medical equipment, from power chairs to lift chairs, walkers and hospital beds, oxygen, nebulizers, CPAP, George's has it all. And what's better, if you want free delivery all over southeastern Indiana, just remember George's. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. We're joined now by Eric Feller, Oldenburg Academy football coach. Coach, when it looks to the score, you might run into a buzzsaw on Friday night. Oh, yeah. We, uh, the, the entire week, you know, looking back, I really, you know, it was a weird week um, in terms of Obey's schedule. Um, had to adjust our schedule a little bit for practice. Um, just we didn't have school on Friday. Um, we uh, and neither did North Decatur, um, by the way. Um, uh, Thursday, you know, Thursday we had to change some things around because of the OA schedule and the rest of the week. And and my wife was actually out of town on business, so I was at home with two. You know, it was a little <laughs> bit more stressful just in terms of getting the getting the to practice, had to adjust some practice times because of it a little bit, and uh, and and just to practice overall last week, just to not feel, just just felt off. I don't know how else to explain. Just felt off, and then you go you go into every game thinking, all right, you know, you worry about some things, you hope some things go well for you. Well, for us, we were worried. Um, There's a few things we were worried about. One, um, we always got to worry we're going to be healthy, and um, you know. After the first series, I think on both offense and defense, Abe Peets comes out. Um, he he had a he had a really bad um, cold sinus infection. He cannot even he's over on the sidelines after he's our he's our long snapper running all the way down the field and he can't breathe and so when when he goes out, we got to reshuffle. That really changes our offense a little bit. Um, and then uh, and then two, you know, we didn't take care of the football. Um, we we fumbled the ball. We turned the ball over, um, and and, I, and actually that was probably um, the I want I don't want to say the game. It probably was a game changer right there, just early on. Um, we our first turnover. So we we get the kickoff. We go down the field, get into the red zone. We don't we have a fourth down. We don't convert. Um, they get the ball back. They punt it. Um, we punt it back to them, and then on their. Um, Second possession, I think. They finally score at the very end of the first quarter. Yeah, it was the very end of the first quarter. They scored on a third and goal from the 19 or something like – something around the – yeah, it was they had a holding call. So we had them backed up, and then they kind of threw a – they kind of threw a ball over our strong safety's head. He wasn't in a terrible position, but we were in man coverage, and it, and it was a pretty good place ball, pretty good pretty good play design, and, and they, they – you know, it was, it was deflating when they scored that, and then we get the ball back, and um, and then on that's when the first turnover happened. It was third and long, and we threw the ball up, and Alex Stern just made a heck of a play, and not only intercepting the ball but returning it for a touchdown. And our guys kind of just 
body language wise was not good and that, that was something we talked about um, after at halftime and after the game so we go down 14 nothing and it next thing you know it's 32 nothing a half I, I don't even know how I can't even it's like I just blacked out for the entire second quarter and next I wake up at halftime oh, oh you know it was that quick um, fumble that they score we fumble the ball maybe on the kickoff give it back to them they score two plays later I mean they scored 14 points within a minute it was just it was just it just didn't feel right. It just didn't all week. Just a little uncomfortable. And um, I, I mean, not to mention North Dakota's a pretty good team. Let's let's give them credit um, as, as well. That I mean, that's where most of the credit goes to. I got to tell you, um, Tony Klein, I feel like is a pretty good corner for us. And they scored on a, one of their one of their scores. They I mean, it, we were disguising our uh, man coverage. Um, um, cover we cover five, cover two coverage um, from man to zone. And, and Tony did it perfectly. And they even changed their play because they thought it was going to be a certain coverage and at the line of scrimmage. And then Tony, I mean, perfect coverage. Um, and at the last second when he turns his head to find the ball, he, he get uh, the Logan Caney kid gets separation from um, Tony. And, and it was a perfect pass by Alex Stern, the quarterback. And Logan catches it and runs. I, I, I don't even know how many yards it was, but it was a lot. And um, <clears throat> it was really deflate. You know, I, I, I was just disappointed we didn't compete more. I was very disappointed we didn't compete more. Um, trying to start establish ourselves as a program, trying to get um, – th- those are big games for us now. And and so uh, it, was just, it was just very disappointing to come out of, you know, at halftime be 32 nothing and – and uh, you know, I don't know. What, I don't know. Quite honestly, we've kind of already moved forward. So um, um, it's been a good. It's been a good weekend of watching film, and then we had a good day of practice. Practice today. How are you doing with your injuries? <clears throat> it's funny you say that. Um, wasn't going to say this, but for the first time all year, we have all 22 healthy. Um, Zeb Streeter finally got cleared today. Abe Streeter, his his brother, we knew was going to be back for this week. Um, they're both, so we're all, we're gonna have all 22, and it's like, you know, I don't I don't know what to do. I, you I don't know what I mean, to do with two, all of you know, It's like, what do we? <laughs> you know, we actually have a depth chart a little bit, you know. Um, so we we're as a coaching staff, we Zeb kind of surprised us. We didn't think he'd be healthy this week. Um, so we're we're trying to figure things out, and we're moving guys around, and and uh, yeah, it's it's such a it's a it's a good thing, but it's. Um, but, you know, we, we do have to sit and talk about some things in terms of where we're going to move some guys. And it's a good thing because I think you got a good shot against Switzerland County. Uh, I know there, if you compare scores, which is always something that's dangerous to do, but uh, your score with Edinburgh and theirs uh, kind of indicates that that should be a good ball game. Ron, that means I already told our kids this. <laughs> it means absolutely nothing because last year, exact same thing happened. Um, Last year, it was Switzerland County beat Edinburgh by one point, 33-32. It was a pretty wild game. It was kind of controversial, too, um, with, with a penalty here or there. But, and then the next week, Switzerland County comes back and beats us 26-12, I think it was, 26-12. Um, and then this year, exact same thing. Switzerland County goes in overtime with Edinburgh, and and um, they end up coming out in, on top in the second overtime. And I told our kids this, it, like I pointed to it last year, it means absolutely nothing what you know what when you compare those scores because every week is different everybody has a different feel different practices you know leading up to the game so you never know how you know you, i you hate you can't help but look at the scores but as a as a young kid but trust me we've tried to put it into their heads as much as possible and they know they 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 got the hint tonight at practice that um it's it's not going to mean anything uh, what type of team does Switzerland County have? Switzerland County, I don't think they ever went under center. They were always in shotgun. Um, they they were run twins on the wing back. They got a pretty solid receiving core. Um, uh, it's pretty solid running. I, I really like their quarterback. Quarterback's got a good arm, fairly accurate. Um, so we're, we're going to definitely have to defend the pass. And, and their running back, I really like their running back too, a big line. So we're going to have to um, – That'll definitely be a big matchup for us this week as our defense versus their offense. And defensively, they're 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 very aggressive. To be quite honest with you, they you don't really know where they're going to be from snap to snap. So you got to stay true to your blocking rules. Um, 
so we're going to prepare for a lot of things in terms of that and, and give our kids multiple multiple looks. But they're um, but quite honestly, I you know I and kind of going back to going back to the North Decatur game. We our offense this year we kind of sort of changed. We didn't decide till late July, maybe the last, maybe around um, I think it was a week of Freudian Fest. We have our last on the field practice. We didn't decide till then to kind of change our offense. We were just going to use our current offense as a as a package. Um, uh, but then us coaches talked and we were just like, what are we doing? This is this just feels right. This just feel we just look so much better in this right now. So we kind of got a late start on our on our offense and we really haven't. Um, we really haven't put in too much. We put in a lot for North Dakota. That was kind of a problem last week because we tried to put in too much last week. Um, trying to keep it simple, but also trying to expand the playbook a little bit. And we did expand it. But um, So this week we're versus Switzerland County, it's definitely going to be kind of that as well. We'll expand it a little bit more. Um, look to get more guys involved. And we'll look for a consistent offensive line. We haven't had a – I don't think we have the same starting offensive line all year. And that's that, – but that's – I'm pretty much used to it, you know, by now because because of injuries and, and other things that go on. Anything else before I let you go this evening? Yeah, I look. We, it was a disappointing game to watch for sure, but I, our fans, man, I, I cannot believe for a 1A school of you know 220 some kids, you know, we bring a pretty good road crowd. Um, I know it's in Greensburg. It's going to be one of the shorter crowds, shorter. Uh, Shorter drives we have, but man, it was it was fun seeing the the stands packed full of OA fans, and I and I really enjoyed seeing. It. I felt I was disappointed we didn't win, but um, we have such a great following, and and I think it's that's true for a lot of sports um, and over OA, especially obviously during basketball season, which all help out during basketball season too. But you know, um, I'm just I'm just shocked. Even it's my second year over there, and just shocked at the fan support just for how little of a school they are and, and how much they support the athletics over there. That's great. Uh, best of luck this week, and we'll see you next week. Right. Thanks, Ron. Cecil Eisen here from the award-winning Eisen's Family Pizza with big news. The Chicken Bruschetta Supreme Pizza is back in Batesville. Yeah, you heard that right. Our delicious pizza that Eisen's Family Pizza makes with white garlic sauce, fresh local basil, seasoned chicken, and tomatoes is back for a limited time only. Don't forget about our top this frozen yogurt. We have soft serve and pre-cupped options. Eisen's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333 on the phone. IsonsFamilyPizza.com on the web or downtown Batesville. On September 17th, join us for Margaret Mary Health's Live Well Now program. More than a fad diet, this 10-week series is based on research that shows the best way to lose weight and keep it off is by making better lifestyle choices. Taught by our dietitians, the program covers everything from meal planning and cooking to exercise and stress management. Registration is required by calling 812-933-5602. The Batesville Community Education Foundation, providing funding for innovative learning opportunities that go beyond the basics in academics, athletics, and the arts in Batesville Public Schools. BCEF focuses on workforce development initiatives, classroom grants, flexible learning spaces, scholarships, and alumni outreach. Support learning that goes beyond the basics by donating to the Batesville Community Education Foundation today. Learn more at BatesvilleEducationFoundation.org. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. Joining us now is Paul Ehrman. Uh, Paul is not here as a referee tonight uh, as we've had him in the past or an umpire. Paul's here to talk about something that I know is in the minds of a lot of parents and kids out there. What if your uh, young uh, son or young daughter makes a team in junior high or in peewee, but then as they get older, other kids beat them out and they don't have that chance to play at the varsity level. What options are available for them in the field of athletics, which is something they love, but aren't strong enough or big enough or fast enough to compete at that varsity level? And uh, for instance, uh, you made the team uh, through your freshman year in high school and then it's uh, varsity time and you get cut. What do you do from there? Uh, Paul, we'll let you take it from there. 
Thanks, Ron. I appreciate it. Um, and I'll tell everybody how this kind of developed. Um, a lot of discussion in my office. I have a grandmother, and I have the people who are parents, of course, and things. And there was discussion one day at lunch, and we were talking about things of how um, your grandson wants to be a quarterback, and he goes seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, and they send him to quarterback camp, and he comes back as a sophomore, and he's not playing. So all of a sudden they want to convert him to a safety. Uh, then another staff person was talking about, well, how do you feel if your daughter wants to play and she plays a year and then the next year gets cut? And the next year she still wants to play and she becomes a manager. And the next year she wants to play and she makes it as a sophomore and then she ends up starting on the varsity her last two years. And we talked about what makes um, some kids do this. And we talked about, and, and the word I kept using was it's choices. Uh, and, and the situation, you know, I go back a long way and Ron and I have been through many kids in many situations. But uh, I think that if you read a lot of quotes of famous people, uh, and I like the one that hangs in my office, and I look at it every day. And Michael Jordan said, you know, uh, some want it to happen, some wish it would happen, and others make it happen. And I think that's life. Um, young people have so many choices. And uh, my personal thing happened in this uh, with a son uh, years ago that wanted to be a quarterback and was converted over to a lineman as a junior high because he was short and a little heavy uh, and he was unhappy. So he worked real hard and later became a pretty good wide receiver for the Beethoven Bulldogs. Uh, I had a grandson who came through a few years later uh, and, you know, there's a lot of things for kids to do. Uh, you know, we were just talking here with Sally and Ron and I the other day. Uh, you know, kids can be in the band. Uh, kids can be in any activity. Uh, they can work at the church. Uh, they can be on the dance team. And there's a lot of things that can happen. But I scouted a basketball game one time. And I had a couple players with me. And I'll never forget, we scouted a game. And the twirler at the halftime between the varsity and reserve was excellent and one of the boys looked at me and said you know what she's really good so that means she's really dedicated to it she's devoted her time and she's become really good and I think it's hard to convince kids and I'm not sure it's not harder to convince parents that they're not a star not every kid that plays, and I don't care whether you're at Batesville or East Central or Milan or wherever, um, every kid's not a star. If you watch the NCAA thing, they talk about how many kids that play in the NCAA are going to go ahead and make a living in pro sports. It's so minimal, it's not even worth talking about. Um, but I think the responsibility, and this is what when Ron and I started talking about this topic, and the choices that you can make, um, Parents can't make that choice. We can't dictate to our kids or our grandkids or other kids, oh, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. You know, those kids have to decide on their own. And I, I talked to my grandson last week. I called him at Purdue, and we were discussing. And I wanted him to know that I was going to use his name on the radio because uh, as kids go through, I mean, I watched my grandson, JP, uh, play in fifth and sixth grade. And boy was he slow I mean his his peewee football coaches had to be saints because they both uh, Jizel and Abel just kept egging him on and say come on you can do it you can do it well he got to junior high it was the same story he was a big kid uh, he's always been a big kid uh, he's still a big kid now he's a 22 year old but he's 6'9 so he became a bigger kid but what made him decide okay I want to stay part of this team uh, he played football he never complained about it now did mom and dad maybe at times kind of wonder shouldn't he be playing more didn't grandma and grandpa didn't maybe tuba say to me shouldn't he be playing more and and i think we all questioned but we weren't the head coaches so the good thing that happened was these coaches developed an attitude that kept him involved um had a good friend of mine in the office this week who was in the service in 1954 and was talking about when he came back, he was asked to go to college and play basketball. And we was talking about his two sons and he had 
a lot of a, a good kids that were great athletes, but some of them played sports and some of them didn't. So who's right and who's wrong? You know, um, I, I think the thing that Ron just said, not every kid has size. You can't, you can't build size. You either have it or you don't have it. Not every kid has speed. You're either fast or you're not fast. But the things that can develop, and this is what JP and I talked about the other night, um, it's loving the sport. Uh, it's your attitude. What was your attitude? Why did you stay with it? And I specifically asked that question. Why did you stay with it? And he said, uh, basically, for the peers, and I was having fun. I liked the coaches. It was positive from the fans. Uh, these, these are great things. Ron and I talked about, you know, we could all go through, and I could ask anybody out there who's listening, or Walt was here a while ago, we were talking about, you can all mention the great athletes. We all know every one of them that went on full rides and went ahead to get in pro ball or went ahead to be this or be that. But not very many people remember uh, the student manager that Ron and I had in basketball who's now the mayor of Batesville. Uh, not very many people remember uh, Jeff Bloom, who played basketball, uh, was on the team, hardly ever hit the floor. Probably of a 12-man team, he was number 10 or 11. Uh, he's now a great person. He's got a job with a great company, uh, Montgomery Elevator. Uh, we got the Bombers. You got the Gutswillers. You got the Paul Mang. You've got all these things of these kids that went through. How important is a student manager? One, you know, how important is a trainer? Well, I, th I think I can pretty much tell you that. Uh, my grandson graduated from here, loved every minute, got the Bulldog Award from Mr. Hepner, and how, you know, the Bulldog Award is not for the most talent. It's not for the fastest, it's not for the toughest, it's attitude, developing the respect of other players and things. Um, it, it's for the kids that every coach likes to have around. Yeah, we should have more than one of them. Yep. You know, but I think the thing that happens is um, JP says, I want to go to a good school. He knew what he wanted to do for a living. He, here's what he wanted to do. I want to do this. So he went to Purdue, uh, pursued the athletic training program, which I had no clue of how hard of a program that was until my grandson went through it, where they screen from 100 people down to 20 people, and then from those they screen on down, and, and it's extremely tough to make. And when you make it as a freshman, uh, it's not a very glamorous job. I mean, you're pulling a water tank around, pumping water into all these 300-pound guys' face, and that's your job. And the day of the football game, you're standing way back in line and making sure they have clean towels and this kind of thing. Uh, then as you move up in your sophomore year, you know, you may get to run the, uh, the injury cart. You may be in the golf cart at the end of the field when somebody gets injured, and you get to drive that. As a junior, you then start to get to travel. You get to go to the Missouri to the football game. You get to do that. He's a senior now, and uh, at the end of the junior year, because of the uh, things we talked about uh, right here on this show, he made some choices. He decided academics were very important. He decided associating with peer group was very important. Uh, JP said the other night, I'm so glad you're doing this, because he said, only thing I ever hear is the negatives. And last year, he was a trainer to high school at Purdue. They assigned him to go out to high schools. And he said, boy, there's a lot of really good kids in school, but we never hear about them on the news. You know, we hear about this, the shootings. We hear about the drugs. We hear about the suspensions. We hear about all this. But there's a lot of positives out there. Um, he applied for an a internship, and I said at the time he applied, well, that's really going to be a good chance uh, to apply for the Bing, uh, the uh, Colts in Indianapolis, uh, and he got the job. Went to work May 5th, worked all summer with the Colts, loved every minute of it. Um, actually only got to come home, I think, about four hours all summer, one for his dad to Father's Day and one for his mom's birthday, and that was it. But you don't hear him complain. I mean, it, it is, you know, I think it's the choice, and I think every kid out there has the opportunity for this choice. Uh, when I talked to Mike Bettis on the phone the other day, 
and Mike laughed and we talked about how many positive calls he gets and he said not a lot <laughs> but I said well this is a positive one and I wanted to tell him how important he and Mike Wilhelm and Paul Mang and the Inzingers these guys that were my managers you know we, we don't have athletic trainers as students in high school we had student managers I couldn't have operated without them uh, Ron knows that as a fact yeah, they they pack all the stuff for you they keep track of uh, things at practice that uh, means you can uh, coach and not have to worry about and uh, as you said they're there before the ball players and they're long after the ball players they're the ones that get the wash of clothes at the end too well and like JP was telling Greg and I when we talked to him one time that when the Colts moved from their training camp out to Westfield there wasn't a player that touched one piece of equipment. And if you watched the video and saw that, you saw this big tall kid that they said, hey, get up there on that because you're the tallest guy here and pull those boxes off so we can move them. So we got to see him on TV because he was one of the bigger guys. But I think the thing that happens, um, it's just a such a learning thing. You know, uh, you don't have to play a sport to enjoy it. You can be a groundskeeper. Uh, you can work for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, you can be the uh, run the golf course at uh, the Indianapolis 500 racetrack. Uh, you can do a lot of things. And I think that same thing is true of kids. It's not all sports. You know, I've known some really good kids that never played a sport in their life. And they went through... Um, I had a boy named Dan Brinkman many, many years ago. Dan was a big kid, good athlete, and I encouraged him you know, to go to school and things. He didn't. And Dan's made a really good living for Brinkman Construction over the years uh, with his father and his brothers and things and still is. Uh, you know, There's nothing wrong with not being an athlete, but there's something wrong if you're an athlete and you complain about it. You have to have the right attitude. Uh, and I think the choices that kids need to make is, which way do I want to go? You might make that as a fifth grader and say, I don't, I don't want to, you know, and the gentleman I was talking to said, his one son said, I don't want to practice that hard. Well, then you don't want to be in sports. Uh, I don't want to practice that. Well, you don't want to be on the dance team. You want to get a job somewhere and have a nice car. And there's nothing wrong with that. But make the choice uh, and let's key on the good kids. Uh, you know, Ron and I, neither one were real, real good athletes. I mean, I participated in high school baseball and basketball, and Ron participated here, but we didn't get full rides. I mean, I went to Ball State, and the baseball coach said, Herman, you're way too slow. Uh, you need to go umpire. And I did. I immediately went down, got my umpiring license in 1963, and umpired for many years. Uh, but I couldn't make the baseball team at Ball State University. Ron says the same thing. You know, you, you go and you think you're a pretty good athlete. Until, until, you, until you get against uh, <laughs> kids from uh, all the other schools who are just as good or a lot better. Yeah, and you're 6'3", and you go up, and the first guy you're, you're working against is 6'5", but he weighs 220 and got an arm like a rocket and all these things, you know. So I, I, the one when Ron and Sally and I started discussing this a few weeks ago, I said, i just like to have a few minutes just to I, – I sat with a guy the other night, and we talked about grandkids, and uh, – He's got grandkids playing volleyball. He's had grandkids playing football for years. Um, he's a busy guy. He goes to the junior high and watches one granddaughter play and then goes to high school and watches another. And I remember the years that he was going to varsity football on Friday and reserve football on Monday and volleyball games in between. And I used to say, Doug, what do you, what do, you do with your spare time? We just laugh, you know. <laughs> but... Uh, it's a great thing. I, I still enjoy high school sports. Uh, I, I still get upset when I go to high school sports and I see kids misbehaving. Or, uh, and I guess that's one reason I get upset with the pros. We've all heard nothing about AB, so I'm not going to mention him on here tonight. <laughs> but I watched that, and yesterday when they come on and said, oh, you know, Grady scored his first touchdown, I looked at my wife and I said, I really don't care. Um, I think that if kids can make those right choices, maybe you as a parent, maybe you as a grandparent. Uh, I, I always laughed because Tuba was one of JP's big, Tuba would constantly encourage him. 
you know, Tuba was a big boy. And when Tuba played high school football, he, you know, he was big, but he stayed with it. He played. And I think that's, you know, no matter how big you are, how little you are, male, female, it doesn't matter. There's something out there. But I think the two or three things that are still going to always be important. One is academics. I don't care where you are. You got to have them. Secondly is attitude. And third is backing. I don't care who's backing you. It can be your peers. It can, you know, I used to get the biggest kick out of the peer groups of how they hung together and they cheered each other on. One was a star, the other one was this, and the other one never played. They hung together and had a great time and, and still got good friends out of it. But I kept a senior in basketball with the best basketball team I ever had, and I told him, I said, uh, I know the friendships you got with these kids. I cannot promise you we'll ever play a minute of basketball this year. If that's uh, if you want to stay with it, that that's the deal. And he said, I wouldn't leave this group for anything in the world. He played more than one minute during the year, but he was as key a part of that ball team as any of the players I had on it because of what he did, uh, keeping the morale and everything like that going for that group. And he had a great time, and he's made a great career. He's already retired, and he's only in his early or early to mid-50s, and he's already retired. Well, I think we all did that. You know, every coach, no matter who's listening to it, knows that they've got kids on their team that aren't very good. But they're, they're part of the team. We'll try to work them in. You know, JP's big deal was he was always the extra point. He was a captain, run him out there. and make, One night he jumped upside, and you'd have thought the world had come to an end because he was so mad because he jumped offside on an extra point. Well, that was a big deal to him. Nobody else there wasn't a big deal. But I think it made him feel important. And in talking to him the other night, now being four years later, it's still a big deal to him. And those friends he developed in high school, still, they go to Alabama to see a football game because that's where Kevin is. They go here because one of them's still playing football. They're coming to Purdue because Purdue's got a week off and they're coming up CJ, you know. And that is a friendship that I don't think you develop a lot of times if you're not involved in something. And like I said, I don't care what it is. I mean, I had photography, uh, sports, dance, church, academics, band. All those are important. But I'll tell you what, only one person gets to make those choices, and that's the kid. Because if the parents make the choices for them, most of the time it doesn't work out. And if you want to be successful in uh, school, as you said, work hard, but get involved in something no matter what it is, and with the mobile society we have today, you never know how long you're going to be in any school. And the best way to get involved in any school situation is to get involved in extracurricular so you get to learn people and get uh, a group going for you and make the school that you're at now a much better place to be. And I think one of the things, you know, just talking to Walp here a few minutes ago, none of us know what the plan is. None of us have any idea what our plan is. Who's going to be here tomorrow? Who's going? And we were just talking, you know, you, you plan on your retirement. You set all this aside. Yeah, boy, when the kids are out and gone and everything. Well, then all of a sudden there's something that changes the plan. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be a death. It can be an accident. Uh, it can be an illness. It can be all kinds of things. But you kind of have to have an alternative plan, too. And I think to just put your whole plan in, um, I'm playing basketball at Batesville, and I'm starting as a sophomore. I think I'll play in the NBA. Well, it's probably not likely. And I think, you know, and this is where you lay another plan. And then you have a, another plan after you get that job. Well, what happens if I get injured and I can't work? What happens? You know, there's all kinds of things. But, again, you got to make a lot of choices, and they start really early in life. I never planned to coach uh, when I went to Purdue University. That was the farthest thing from my mind. And uh, I coached every year that I taught in high school, and I'm still involved with uh, track here at Batesville. And it became uh, the big part of my career. And as I said, I did not plan to go to Purdue and uh, come out as a coach. Uh, I planned to come out as just strictly a teacher. 
and uh, what a difference uh, coaching that first year did and what it became as part of my life. And I think that's true, Ron. As like I said, if you talk to uh, the Gutswiller boy or you talk to Bloom and you talk to Bomber and you talk to these guys that are doing all these jobs, that no kid in junior high says, well, I think I want to work for the Chicago Cubs on the ground crew, or I think I want to be the head of the 500 golf course, or, um, you know, they may say I want to be a, a president of a Fortune 500 company or something, but, and that could happen. We all know there's kids from Batesville who have done that, but is that the end goal? No. There's other things, too, and things happen to change that, so. Well, I appreciate your time. I hope that if one parent or one grandparent or one kid, uh, and when Ham and I talked the other day in my office, he said, you know, there's just too many times we forget about these other kids. And I agree. I mean, I, I, I watch it. I have parents say to me all the time, well, what do you think about, I mean, I, I go to church and I have, what do you think about the, the team or what do you think of that coach? Uh, I learned a long time ago, I don't think about that. And if I do, it's my wife only. No one else hears about what I thought. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate the time, Ron. And like I said, I hope somebody uh, says to their kid, hey, you're going to make a choice. And uh, don't, don't limit, uh, you mentioned this, don't limit that because, like you said, you never, ever know what's going to happen. You might be uh, five foot tall in the seventh grade and uh, six foot eight uh, when you graduate from high school and uh, yeah. yeah you you might have been a uh, a gymnast when you were down there but a football player when you get out exactly paul thank you so much for taking the time and again i hope uh, everybody out there uh, got a chance to listen in and uh, talk to your young kids and grandkids and uh, keep them going keep them involved and uh keep them active because that's what it's all about. You're listening to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 in your FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com.